Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Miriam. <laughs> it's so exciting. 2024, we turn the page on the last year and and all possibilities are open for the year ahead. They are. And as we start New Year's, we often maybe start off with a New Year's resolution or intention. Mm. Any, how many have you got, Miriam? About 900? What, no. what, what, are, what are you focusing on? Well, I actually... Um, I really spent some time thinking about how I wanted to reorganize my habits because I think often what happens is you start off with these grand intentions or goals or whatever, and then they're just not sustainable. So you have to figure out how to change your routine really um, to make a, you know, a sustainable impact. And so I actually did sit down, it's a bit nerdy, but I wrote down my morning routine and my evening routine and I reviewed things that I want to put into my life. Um, so one of the things I'm doing is um, I've signed up to a program of personal growth and transformation, which I'm doing for 20 minutes every morning. Uh, so I come back from my walk and I get sit down and do that. I've already started and already it's making me feel so much better because my mind's like really expanded um, as I start the day. Uh, I've got a second one that I'm doing at lunchtime over my lunch instead of scrolling through social media and, you know, just doing whatever. Um, and and then in the evening, I'm I'm really putting yoga back in, a bit of yin yoga to calm my nervous system. So it's only early days, of course, um, but I'm already noticing the positive differences. So I'm, I'm hoping that I can sustain those. What about you? Um, yes, well, I um, got a little book with all mine written down. I've done them a bit more this year as affirmations and manifestations. So instead of saying, I'm going to do this, I've sort of done that thing where you say, you know, I am a fit person who exercises regularly. So you live within mm. that thinking. Um, and then some of one of my manifestations is that I will be a published author in 2024. Ooh. I just finished writing my book. Well, yeah. draft, draft one. Amazing. Um, I love how you can just write a book. I mean, you should, you're only sort of talking about it, you know, the last quarter of the year and suddenly it's done. It's just so you. Oh, dear. Well, we've got our, we've got our guests with us. Um Hazel Martin, who is sitting here very quietly. We haven't introduced Hazel yet, but I feel like we should ask Hazel about her New Year's uh, yeah. her New Year's resolutions as well. Yes. Oh, thank you, ladies, first of all, for inviting me uh, to this. I really appreciate it. Um, and as I was listening to you, Miriam, um, I was reflecting on routines because I think routines really help us be the person we want to be. So uh, a morning routine, a workday routine, and almost a switch-off routine to wind down for the evening. Uh, and of course, it doesn't always go to plan, but I I think routines can really set us up for success. So I, I loved how you said that. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, and I really loved how you said, Sarah, about the identity, because that's really important as well. So, you know, if you don't feel particularly fit, you know, saying to yourself, you know, I'm I'm a health champion. You know, what What would that person do? Well, mm. wouldn't they? So I love that whole identity um, mix that you've put in there as well. What about you, though? Have you got any intentions for yourself this year? Oh, my intentions are focus. Focus, mm. focus. focus. Uh, so 
I guess my habit has been to get distracted by other things. So mm-hmm. I really want to have that quality focus time for me. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. And I think quality oh, and fun. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I think that quality focus time is, you know, that's how I've written a book in two and a half months because I just decided to do it. I decided to focus. I just mm. decided and asked everybody to support me in that. And it's amazing what you can do when you decide mm. and you get that focus. Mm, absolutely. It is. It's amazing, isn't it? Because I think what often happens is we start with good intentions and then and then we end up in reactive mode, um, pleasing others and or um I guess just trying to survive a lot of the time and um and and you know it works for a while but then we start to feel that some you know there's something missing inside and and uh, and then but you're sort of almost trapped by your own routines of of being distracted or or you know giving to others too much do you know what I think um AI really we need to be well more attention to increasing attention to because that's amazing isn't it and even in coaching sessions you can put on AI if you want to just to notice how often length of time you speak pause so even in coaching you can use it as well that's amazing isn't it we've run a thing in my agency this year called AI club so we just kind of gather for 20 minutes and everyone just talks about you know, how they've used AI that week, because you don't even, you're not really notice, you don't notice it unless you have a reason to notice it and speak about it. Yeah. Um, And so it's really amazing. And then when you just realise that you're just, like, we're all just using it all the time. And like at work, there's just like in in agency life, there's loads of, you know, the visual people are using it for tons and tons and tons of stuff. And yeah, it's just, amazing amazing so where were we she had just sort of started talking um about getting getting stuck hadn't she (laughs) well yeah as I say tech doesn't always work the way you want it to work and uh yeah in these moments we just have to Breathe, move through it, don't we? Exactly, and just be patient. Mm. Um, um, I do love your posts. You write really beautifully. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Um, storytelling is actually one of the skills I really want to improve upon. And, um, you know, st- storytelling by the written word. And you never know where it's going to land. Um but I have had people direct message me and say, oh, your post really helped me today. Um, please keep it up. Or it's really, I mean, I had one guy reach out and say it saved my marriage. So, yeah. Yeah. So and how often do you, how, you post quite frequently, don't you? Do you have a sort of, do you have an intention of how often you're trying to post? Yeah, I'm trying to get into a daily habit of posting uh, once once a day. I'm going to have to shift it because I've got kids in the morning. So I'm noticing that, you know, finding that time. So I think I'm going to have to start scheduling it. But ideally, it'd be once a day, five days a week. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Do you have any difficulties thinking thinking about what content 
going to do or does it really come easily to you? Oh, do you know what? Sometimes it comes easily and sometimes it doesn't. And in the moments when it doesn't come easily, I'm like, okay, let's just think of a theme and uh, we'll write around the theme or I'll maybe take inspiration from what I've read that day. Or maybe if I've been with a client, I'll post about something that has been raised that day by them. Um, so it can be prompted by a number of things. I take inspiration all around, really. Um, so it's interesting what you were saying about how you're wanting to focus more this year. And um, it, it's really easy to kind of lose focus, isn't it? And then find yourself falling back into bad habits, whether that's sort of habits of negative thinking, um, deprioritizing your own well-being giving to others and and um you know sacrificing all the time maybe getting stuck in relationships that aren't healthy for you getting stuck in your job and 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 so you might start with good intentions and then maybe when you're feeling a bit of stress or you're not feeling well energized um you end up sort of slipping backwards don't you and um all those good intentions fall away so our mission for Women in Pharma in 2024 is to really help people, especially at this time of year when everyone's primed to kind of do something different and make a positive impact, to help them get out of this sort of position of feeling stuck. And we're going to be running um, a number of events and programs to support this. And to help us explore this a bit more today, we're delighted to uh, introduce formally now <laughs> our special guest for today, Hazel Martin. And... Uh, Hazel's a certified executive uh, mental fitness and personal coach. So all coaching requirements, sounds like you've got it covered. <laughs> and she's obsessed with understanding human potential and has coached women in pharma across all levels. So with over 30 years experience across multiple sectors too and functions, she's worked with clients in transition, helping them find a job they love or performing brilliantly in the one that they're already in. And uh, working closely with these clients, Hazel supports them to fulfill their potential at work and in life, supporting people through career changes, promotions, career moves, redundancy, retirement, as well as the various day-to-day -day challenges people face in the working environment. So sounds like everybody needs a Hazel in their life. Great to have <laughs> you <laughs> on our podcast. So tell us. Welcome. Us. Yeah. Tell us Thank you. about yourself and your journey and, and, you know, how you've come from being stuck in your own life to where you are today. No, thank you for that intro. Um, it's always nice uh, hearing it from someone else speaking then. Well, I'm really delighted to be here with you. Um, so my journey, I think, um, you know, when I reflect on my journey, it definitely started when I was growing up. Uh, so I grew up on a farm. My dad absolutely loved what he did. And obviously, you know, like any job, you have good moments, bad moments. But on the whole, he really loved what he did. So that was a backdrop. I then did a business studies degree. I went into marketing, uh, promoting crystal glasses. And I stayed there probably four years. Then I had the itch I had to scratch, which was to go traveling. Um, and I worked my way uh, when, around the world, really, um, in different roles. So I tried loads of things uh, from working on a farm to teaching horse riding to removing the burrs off sheep to uh, waitressing to um, bar work. Um, so I really went out 
of my way to find other work uh, when I was traveling. And can, I, can I just interrupt? That is an amazing portfolio of many varied activities. I don't think t- teaching horse riding in one breath and God, yeah. Wow. Um, removing what from what? Was oh, that? <laughs> the burrs from sheep. So when you, she- when you shear sheep, you need to remove all the burrs. That's so all the things that get caught on the sheep on, oh. you know, when they're, yeah, it's not, it, it was probably one of my worst jobs. <laughs> Amazing. Did you get paid by the burr? <laughs> no, I wasn't paid by the burr. I was, uh, you know, it was a weekly, it's a weekly amount. Wow. Um, I was working with a lovely um, family at the time. So, uh, cool. So, so. Yeah, it was great fun. It was great fun. And I met so many people when I was traveling as well. Um, and I even worked in offices as well, working for companies as well. So I actually worked for a bank and I was researching the student market. Um, so when I reflect back, I reflect back on the ability to try multiple things. Mm. And with that sort of just, you know, I'm just open to anything and everything. And, and you know, there's a certain thrill and adventure and all of that isn't there um so when I came back from traveling I was like right what next and I decided to move into consultancy so I worked with opticians and dentists to help them really grow their own business and maximize their potential um and I stayed in that job probably for two to three years but you're going to notice a theme here because I then went traveling again So this time I didn't work um, and this time it was more a holiday adventure. I actually met the man that is now my husband um, and that was in South America. So traveling for me helped broaden horizons, try new things and just meet different people. And I think that really has set me up in good stead. Um, And then I wanted to move into the charity sector in a fundraising role, which I did, which I loved absolutely loved um and I got promoted multiple times to lead teams um and then I moved into a tech startup role where I was working with charities again and then I came across coaching and I coached um people internally uh within the bank and I then decided to set up my own business so I'm now self-employed um, and I focus purely on coaching and helping people maximize their own potential. Amazing, amazing. But in terms of stuckness, because you did ask that. Um, yeah, because you don't sound like you've been very stuck. Uh, no, Miriam, Miriam, no. I can relate to some of the things you've already said in terms of feeling stuckness. So, you know, I think there's times in your life where you're in a position and then you get promoted, you get promoted again, you get promoted again. And you're like, how did that happen? So I think the stuckness was I felt the pressure to lead teams. Um, when the reality was, I probably thrived more in a role focusing on one particular area. So that's when I reflect back on that. Um And there was also a stuckness around probably being uh, bored at times um, and maybe staying in a role too long where I was not feeling challenged. I wasn't feeling um, that I was growing. 
or learning. So there's definitely stuckness there. And you moved, I mean, you can, if I could just, you, it seems like you moved, you know, you moved on quite a bit and were you able to kind of talk to your managers about what more you wanted or, or even reveal that you were a little bit bored? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been so lucky in my life. I really have when it comes to bosses. I really have been so lucky. I, when I reflect on my career, I think more or less everything that I've asked for, I've been more or less given. Um, there was only maybe a couple of times, maybe early on in my career where that wasn't the case. But yeah, I I have asked for more opportunities or different ones, um, definitely. And, and when I came across coaching, because that was one of these moments where I was like, I just feel I need to be stretched a bit more, learn something different, learn something new coaching it 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 was there it was an opportunity and I I grabbed that opportunity I was like I mm-hmm. really want to do this mm-hmm. and, and can I just ask you I mean those few times that you did feel stuck like yeah how did you know what was it that you felt or how what oh. were the clues okay so I remember when I first started in that charity fundraising role I would jump out of bed I was I was really excited to to start my day so some of the signs I would say was a general you know it Mm -hmm. it became it became like a feeling and I've heard it many times with my clients it becomes a feeling of like groundhog day or I'm just going round and round and round on you know um a wheel so I I I think for me because I'm so in touch with you know sensations in my body that it, I almost felt it. It felt like a, I don't know, just a tightness in my body, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. a frustration. So it was a sense of dissatisfaction, frustration. It was quite intense feelings, really mm-hmm. stuck. Um, and I'd always try and look on the bright side. I'd always say, oh, you know, but mm-hmm. I've got all of this. But I think it was. It just kept coming back to that same. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I did, you know, I was like, no, I need to try something different. Yeah. Right. How conscious? How conscious were you? Was was it subconscious, or was that something that eventually became came to your conscious awareness? <laughs> That's a great question. I wasn't always in touch with what was happening here. That's for sure. No way. I was living up here a lot of the time in my head, in my thoughts, in my mind. And I would say it's only now looking back that I know I was feeling that tightness mm-hmm. that oh, there's something not right here. Yeah. So interesting, isn't it? I think we often, uh, or our women in pharma communities, that we, people live in their heads or we can get to a stage where we live in our head and we become totally disconnected from our body and we stop feeling what's going on. And it, Miriam and I have talked about this before. I went on a retreat in um uh, October and my intention was to reconnect my mind with my body and everybody in the group laughed at me because everyone was like oh yeah we all need to do that don't mm-hmm. we <laughs> yeah I mean um I've been reading some interesting stuff recently about different stages of consciousness and um actually when you start to allow life to happen through you which is kind of uh, you know 
a relatively elevated state of consciousness, it kind of reflects what you're saying, Hazel, about your energy. Because actually, if you if you if you accept that, you know, we're all energy at our core and when we're feeling the most energized, that's the time when we're generally happiest, we're doing our best work, we're being our best selves in the world. And it and it's almost like effortless, isn't it? Like work and play and whatever it is is just all all the same thing. And uh, you know, you like you said, you you leap out of bed in the morning because you're so energized and excited about what's ahead of you. And in a way, that's you know, life happening through you. But then up, over time, I think when you start to feel less expanded and less challenged and and all of that, and then you you start to it's almost like your body is telling you you need more um but your you know like you say your brain then starts to say yeah but you know you like your team or you've got good money or you've got you know it fits your life or all the reasons or the fears or, or everything that that kind of keeps you there but then but your body is shouting at you your soul in a way saying i need more give you know you you need to do something else and it sounds like you've done quite well in your life at least through you know going traveling and doing these different jobs to keep keep that growth very present for yourself um but it's it's um I think as humans we're creatures of habit aren't we and then you get your kids and the family and all the responsibilities and the mortgage and suddenly you know you don't necessarily feel that you've got that freedom to follow your heart and just go traveling or whatever that thing is for you um but um yeah I think it's important for us to to remember actually to listen isn't it to the to what's inside yeah I definitely relate to that Miriam uh you know obviously family comes along in commitments and um other things and um you know I think a, I think we go through different phases in our life and it's we slightly maybe change our focus at certain times and mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely okay mm-hmm. um you know, maybe other things become slightly more of a priority rather than just purely focusing on, you know, work. Mm. So, for example, I went through a period where, you know, I did the same job role for a number of years, um, you know, over a period of time. Um, whereas before, I that just would have been unheard of. Mm. For me, that was right at that moment in time, raising two, you know, children. And um, what what when you coach women, um, what sort of um, experiences of stuckness do you hear about in your coaching work? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's a good question. So, so I can uh, think back to a recent client where it was she was leading a big team, and it was just feelings of anxiety overwhelm not feeling she was being the best leader that she could be um you know given the position she was in so I think she was looking after a team of about 200 to 300 people um and obviously uh you know in in that state you're not best resourced right um so it became about okay what do I need to change in order to better manage that and also delegate more effectively so it wasn't interfering with work-life balance. Mm. Um, 
so I mean that that was a number of different areas so one it was managing the you know the feelings and the emotions secondly it was about okay well how can I get better how, how can I improve my delegation skills so that I'm able to release a bit more of that work and help others grow mm -hmm. develop themselves and then it's just fully about you know confidence to ask for what they want or confidence to speak up in a meeting you know maybe it's in a room full of uh, men so it's actually finding their voice to be able to speak to get that space and be heard or whether it's going for the promotion um you know I'm sure you've heard most men they don't have all the the skills yet they still go for the promotion but women are like yeah, no 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 we need all the skills before we can go for the promotion we need more than all the skills we must yeah. be overqualified double tick the boxes absolutely so you know I would say at its core it's around you know being able to to um it's that intention that intentionality around I would say it's your mindset you know, it really is. A lot of the thought all comes back to your mindset. Have mm -hmm. you got a growth mindset or I call it mental fitness or, you know, a fixed mindset? You believe you can't change. It's always going to be like this. I'm always going to be anxious. I'm always going to be stressed. I mean, you can hear me getting up anxious, stressed, you know, mm -hmm. it gets in and it permeates. Whereas when I'm slow, you know, just the way you speak can affect. Mm -hmm. I love your, um, as a little aside, I love your posts on LinkedIn. They're so beautifully yes. um, written. You write so, so nicely. And I can feel that slowness in your writing that you're talking about there. When you read your posts, you sort of mm. put those pauses in. You really slow down mm. and they're really, um, they're really lovely to read. And authentic as well. Like, um, I think you did a post about how, you were describing some miserable negative person in the office who was spreading negative energy and all of that. And then of course, at the end, you sort of reveal that it was you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was such a great, great. Didn't you know, see that coming. Yeah. And, and to be that open about, you know, how we can become that, even if mm -hmm. we, it's probably a horrible difficult thing to acknowledge to yourself um I mean I'm, I'm curious because sometimes you know that feeling inside is telling you you have to change something in a big way you know maybe leave a marriage or you know I don't know change companies co typically or change jobs but um I, I noticed when we were introducing you you were talking about helping them perform brilliantly in a job that they're in. And I'm curious about, oh, can you bring somebody who's maybe got a bit stuck in their existing job back from the sort of maybe feeling like, oh, to seeing it through new eyes and bringing a whole new perspective and energy to an existing role? So first of all, thank you very much for, um, you know, uh, talking about my posts uh, etc I really appreciate that um, and I have to say that's definitely been a learning journey for me um, writing because I haven't always been a writer um, but coming coming to your question uh, Miriam um, 
and I've now gone blank. I'm like, what was the question? Oh, right. It was about can you can you kind of come back it, from feeling really down and negative maybe about your yeah. job back to I mean, kind of enthused again? It's a great question, and I believe you can. Um, because I believe within a company there are opportunities. Now that depends also on your leader and the company you work for. So I think there's a bit of a caveat. Um, if you're if your leader and your company are open to that and they're open to helping you growing and um you know trying out new things and they're fully behind that, yes, I think you can. Is about you know seeking mm-hmm. opportunities there, using your network, understanding what other teams are up to, um, you know. So yes, however, I think the caveat is if you've got a people leader, you know, that's a bit of a micromanager, is not open mm-hmm. to things, wants to keep you there, doesn't believe in you know growth and all the rest of it, and the company is not open to moving people around, mm. probably not. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also curious to know, I mean, you you talked about moving from corporate leading teams to running your own business, becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I mean, many people do that through the course of their career in our industry um, because, you know, maybe they just hit the ceiling and they don't want to go any higher or they just want a different lifestyle or, or to change direction. So how did you find making that move for yourself? Yeah, so... Um... I think for me, uh, there's a number of things I've definitely had to overcome, that's for sure. So I am my own boss. So, uh, you know, I mentioned at the very beginning, focus. So uh, going back to habits, I have a habit of, you know, going, you know, listening to podcasts or maybe doing the easy stuff as opposed to the stuff maybe which is more right with my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I am my own boss. That's the first thing. So, you know, I've had to learn a lot of things myself. It's not like I can go to someone and say, oh, can you fix this or can you do this in another team? So obviously, I, you know, from the tax return to hire, promote myself learning new skills so there's there's quite a number of different areas I've had to improve upon myself Mm. and all along the way my own continual improvement um you know so I have my own coach a coach supervisor because myself I have to be the best that I can as well so Mm. I have to really develop myself as well so I've learned a a whole lot of stuff amazing so what what do you think is your own boss um are your strengths oh own boss and strengths so um uh, I, well I know I'm definitely improving on um you know writing storytelling so the written word but I I love networking I I thrive in networking love meeting new people uh love being in a room and um you know, from a coaching point of view, uh, it's a skill set like anything else. And I've had to practice that. So, you know, I believe I'm a great coach, um, you know, through helping others and, and having coached all the people that I have. But I think storytelling, coaching, um, networking, these mm. are probably skills that I, I really 
thrive on. Mm. And as a coach, I'm sure that you have to be a great listener and some have that all that perception that picks up on the on all the kind of stuff that people are not even maybe admitting to themselves and help draw them out. And it sounded like when you were talking about your uh, how you help people with stuckness that, you know, some of that sounds like a really quite a big and long piece of work, you know, changing all those habits. That is a, that's quite a lot to do and it's going to take a while, isn't it? Presumably. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, I'm sure like everyone or a lot of people, we want to give advice, right? It's easy to give advice. The harder part, certainly for me, was not giving that advice, you know. Uh, and, and when you talk about listening, it, it's it's listening from the intention of, you know, um, I'm not going to say what was in my head. I'm going to really listen to what that other person's saying. And it's, you know, the, even the body language, even what's happening in the environment so it's it's trying to be fully over there and I'm I'm using my hand there but it's trying to be fully over there to listen it's that intense curiosity and I would almost say it's like um childlike intense curiosity Mm -hmm. with no judgment Mm -hmm. because as soon as we start judging we're already layering on what we're going to say because we're already judging Mm -hmm. across our view our view is right you know Mm. so having to unlearn learn that yeah that was tricky definitely Mm. and um what what kind of typically prompts somebody to get a coach because I think as women we we tend to um First of all, I mean, we deprioritize our own needs a lot anyway. We're always in service to others. And then I think there's also something around um, not um, maybe not thinking we're worthy or thinking we have to figure it out ourselves or we're not worth the money to invest in ourselves or to, uh, I don't know, like what, what, so what do you, what do you experience and what, what sort of really brings people into coaching? Yeah, I mean, I would say, um, you know, there's probably a a number of different reasons. Um, I mean, some people just want to improve, Mm. you know, like a sports coach. um, They just want to get better at whatever it is they want to get better at. Um, So that I would say that's one group of people. Mm. Um, And then I think, of course, there's the other group of people who maybe have been, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier about stuckness. Maybe they are just feeling stuck. Something just doesn't feel right. And it's, it's, it's that kind of, kind of, you know, is this, is this it? That feeling. (laughs) Really? How did I get here? Yeah. What happened to that spark or what happened to that? joy or what happened to that you know that that feeling of aliveness yeah you know of what do I really enjoy what does fulfill me so you know or that anxiety you know these these feelings or that stress it kind of starts stripping away who we truly are Mm -hmm. at our core Mm. 
That's true. Um, and it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, it is. And and um and what part does resilience play in that? Because you know there might be the, also that sense of oh well I you know just have to be tough and resilience is resilience a kind of helpful phrase or uh, you know not not so much. Well, I think resilience means different things to different people. That's the first thing I would say. So some people, you know, they think resilience, yeah, great. I'm able to bounce back, you know. Um, but I I would say in my mind, it's the ability to, you know, no matter what the challenge, you're able to reset. And um, ideally what you're, you want to come back to is that set, that that's, feeling of ease and flow I mean that's mm. all for anyone you know mm. no matter what activity is the task you're just focused mm. in flow can that's the ultimate mm. and and you're sort of passionate about mental fitness as a way to is that a good way to reach that happy place I definitely believe it helps um so I know, I'll give an analogy here with physical fitness. I know if I move my body, I get up away from this desk, away from the computer, I have a walk in nature. I know when I come back, I'm just going to be more energized. Yeah. So it's a bit like physical fitness. Mental fitness is that ability to have a break when you notice that someone's pissed you off or you've got too many emails in your inbox or yet again, someone's, you know, asking you to go to a last minute meeting. It's how are you going to reset so that you're being fully resourced when you come into the next meeting mm. or when I'm speaking to, you know, someone or I'm focusing on a task so mental fitness for me I believe helps you back to a more resourced I talk about resource it, it just means you've got access more to what you're capable of mm, absolutely so we've talked a lot about you know what it feels like to be stuck that yeah feeling and the the kind of the body kind of telling you that heaviness that you know, lack of ease of getting out of bed in the morning. Um, I don't know, the, the the mindset of probably judging everything negatively that happens and, and so forth. So if someone's recognizing that in themselves, what, and you said you don't like to advise, but in this situation, what would you advise <laughs> that they do when, if they recognize that? Like what what's going to help them start to come through that? Yeah. Um so firstly it's it's raising your awareness around that. So it's being it's being conscious to that happening in the first place. Is it becoming this repeatable pattern where you're always stressed or you feel stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, stressed? You know, I could go off on the whole stream of emotions that we get, you know, angry. If you're, if you're staying in that place for a long time, 
you know, it's it's raising your awareness. So it's self-awareness around mm. all that self-sabotaging patterns. So self-awareness, that's that's the first thing. Mm. Um and then it's ability to to reset. So, you know, when when we reset, we get back to the present moment. And then it's it's actually calming yourself down so you can call upon, you know, uh, another um it's a wiser it's a more it's more it's a more capable part of us mm. um yeah you know um it's it's when we're calm our nervous systems can down we're able to access mm. you know, whether it's uh, coming up with different solutions mm. um rather than getting stuck in that old pattern so yeah it's another thing and I also I think what works for one person might not work for another. So I think it's also about experimenting with different things mm, mm. and trying different things to to help manage that. Yeah. To bring it back. And I noticed in your post you talk quite a lot about rushing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and I I I thought that was just that's really fascinating because we often talk about busyness, the kind mm. of busyness and being busy and I'm too busy and all of that kind of thing, which sort of is tied up with some of this. But do you think one of the challenges, you know, well, I certainly think I have had this in myself in the past, is that it's hard to be self-aware when you're rushing. Oh God, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you hear it all the time. It's that um, if, when you talk to anyone, how are you? Oh, busy. It's like, it's almost like you, back to the identity that you were talking about at the beginning, Sarah, of, you know, defining yourself as a healthy, you know, active person. If you define yourself as busy, it's like, it's the precursor to all the feelings that you're describing there yeah. around just the nervous system in overdrive and then rushing and and then you know not feeling great getting overwhelmed and and so now whenever I hear anyone saying busy I'm like you know move that away because of course everyone's busy but like it's not a helpful way to define your life it's almost yeah it's the opposite of that <laughs> definitely yeah, it's our ability to pause, isn't it? It's the ability to notice, yeah, I'm constantly busy. And the reason I used rushing was because I've been there in the past, you know, that constant mm. rushing, you know, rushing to drop the kids off, rushing mm. to get to work on time, rushing to get through my to-do list, mm. rushing home. And it's just that constant mm. on all the time. Um you know, and we we only have so many hours in a day, eight of which is sleep. Mm. So bring it back to if we've only got a certain number of hours that we can work, what are the key things we need to focus on in yeah. that day and 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 stop all the distractions? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Back to that focus again, which is where we we started with your with your new year intention. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, it's been fantastic to hear about you know yeah. your story, Hazel, and and you know some of the experiences that you've had coaching different women, women in our industry. 
Um, and we're really excited because you're going to be doing a work well webinar for us um, as well on the 2nd of February, which is going to help people learn how they can become more mentally fit. So um, for those of you who've enjoyed listening to some of what Hazel's had to say and you want to know more and you want some good tips on on what you can do to, to kind of feel mentally fit. I love that phrase. Um, join us for that webinar on the 2nd of February and we'll be sharing um, details of that on, on all of our social media. Um, well, and I hope at that one, Miriam, you'll join in with the colour coordinated. Oh, I know, exactly. I dressed properly for this weather in fluffy orange jumpers and you're bucking the trend here. I know, I'm going to have to get on the, uh, the sale websites and find myself a coral jumper, aren't I? <laughs> Sorry oh. to no no well that's that's it so uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you today hazel and um you know do keep inspiring us with your with your posts i really always do enjoy reading them and um and and i'm sure you know you're going to be helping many many more uh women um in in our industry over the the months and years ahead and and we'll enjoy kind of getting to know you more through all of our networking events because obviously that's something you particularly enjoy doing so um so thanks very much for joining us being our first podcast guest of 2024 and um and yeah we look forward to hearing some more success stories over the months ahead oh thank you i really appreciate it i feel very honored and blessed that i'm the first uh, person to be on your podcast in 2024 so thank you ladies pleasure thank you have a good one take care bye